guys, and welcome back to the fourth episode of What You Think. You're here today with me, Melissa. Momo. Dang. And Fez. And we're here to discuss the fourth episode of Loki. Lots to discuss today. As uh, usual, we're going to be talking about the negatives, the positives, discussions of wherever it may take us, whatever we want to, theories as to what might happen in the future. Further ado, probably the best episode so far. But you know, as usual, we got to start out on a power note. We'll, we'll talk about what we didn't like first, and I'll go first with the negatives. I didn't think the action in this episode was particularly good, especially at the end. Oh, and by the way, we're going full spoilers, so if you haven't watched the episode, click off or watch the episode and then run back. But <laughs> I didn't think the action was particularly good. The way it was shot, the lack of, I guess, not even long takes, but just a bunch of quick cutting and all that. And I guess it's very similar to the second episode in the warehouse. I just wasn't wowed by the action, but a lot of other aspects of the show was wowed by particularly the acting, but we shan't dilly on with the negatives. I'm just going to quickly ask, does anyone have anything to say about what they didn't like about the episode before we start going into the positives? I have to agree with you in regards to the action, but mainly because I felt like they focused a lot on hand-to-hand combat with Loki and Sylvie when, you know, they've always introduced them having powers, etc. So I'm like, why don't you use your powers? I mean, you're obviously in a really crucial fight right now and Loki is just not using any of his powers. He's just punching people. I- I think we find the TVA does the powers don't work, right? So maybe that's why. Oh, I mu- I must have forgotten that. But you're right. Just like last week's episode was, see, they're not really fighting anyone. Were they? they were just running away from stuff. That was awesome. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I guess I think it's a, maybe the issue with the stunt work. Maybe they're just not up for the choreography. But yeah, the action has been a letdown, especially this in the second episode and this episode. How about Fez or Jang? Anything you did not like? Generally, the episode was good. Like what Momo says. Um, the stuff I don't like, I guess, is like nitty picky, which I think they will cover in the later episodes. My first point is that I wish they covered more of Ramona and her motives because I was kind of expecting more for Ramona as she seems to be part of a bigger plot with the timekeepers. I just wanted to know what her motives are like. Is she scared? Is she working for the TVA because she's scared or does she agree with what the TVA is doing and she is a villain. I just wanted to know more of her motives in the episode. Um, I also wish we got to know a bit more of why Sylvie is a variant, like why she was taken in in the first place. Like, for example, Loki was taken in because he took the Tesseract and he's just going to mess up the timeline. So I was just curious, like, what the TVA's reasons for taking Sylvie in at such a young age. They kind of just slided off in the elevator scene where they just say, oh, I don't remember why I took you in. So I felt like that was a bit of a letdown. Another scene which I wish they could have improved on, but I was fine with it, was the scene with B-15 in the rain because like the scene, like the way it's shot and like the way they acted and the dialogue was good. I just wish there wasn't, it wasn't raining because I really wanted to see her emotions more and maybe see her tears. I felt like the rain kind of covered that. But other than that, I guess those are like nitty-pitty. The, generally, the episode was good. And yeah. I'm just going to 
quickly butt in. I'm gonna counter all your points later on, but yes. Jang. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, no worries. Yeah, no, I, I have no problems with this episode. I'm just sad that episode three exists. Like, can they just get can they, can this episode four be episode three? Like it would just make life, everything so much better. So like yeah, I have no problems. Like what Fez said about um Ramona and all that, I do agree, but like at the same time, I'm okay because they answered so many questions. So I was like, oh, okay, okay, you can't answer oh. everything all at once. So like, oh. okay, I like just put a few things here and there that are like questions for next episode, you know? Like if, if they answered everything, it would have been a bit like, mm. but yeah, but it was good. It, it had a good blend of creating new questions and answering current questions. So yeah, I don't really have any problem with this episode. <laughs> so you wanted to know and you were able to know. Eh? Yeah, that's good yeah. to hear from you, yeah. Because he was yeah. so like eager, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what a save. They just saved it like from episode 3 to episode 4. What a save. I do agree with that. Like seeing episode 4 now makes me think that was episode 3 really necessary? (laughs) Yeah, episode 3 was more like trying to show, trying to build the relationship between Loki and Sylvie. But I think that there was still too many unanswered questions with Sylvie that you can't see them grow properly together. Like it it didn't make it. It's like, huh? (laughs) <laughs> exactly yeah. besides countering all of uh, Fez's points I'm going to say they're probably going to answer it in the later episodes that scene in the rain I thought just with those words show me well insanely powerful but see I'm going to put on my writer's cap here why didn't they just take that bit where what's her face Sylvie Sylvie, and Loki yeah. are talking and you know when she reveals to Loki oh I remember I has guard um, you have that scene and then you can keep the whole scene where TVA even picks them up just take out that scene and then put that in episode 3 and I think most of our problems would be solved yeah. like oh yeah we wouldn't hit episode 3 that's one and number yeah, two I agree. just hypothetically um, when you do that so the scene before the Loki title shows up is where Sylvie is being taken by the TVA yeah? so then if we take out that scene where they're on the planet then after the title will get that scene where she's back in the TVA so yeah that would have been a nice I guess full circle moment you know she escapes the TVA and then Loki appears and she's back I thought it would have been a nice um, an alternate beginning if you will and something that could have made episode 3 much better what do you guys think about that I totally agree with that actually yeah I agree I think it would have yeah. answered some questions and we wouldn't have been lost in it would have made episode 3 more worthwhile yeah and another thing I wanted to add as well was what something Jang pointed out was you know episode 3 kind of felt like they were just building up the relationship between Sylvie and Loki to lead up to this point in time in episode 4 for a more emotional impact but I'm not sure if it's just me but I just couldn't really feel, I still couldn't really feel the chemistry between the two of them as in Mm. a romantic sort of sense. So when we had that dialogue between him and Mobius and Mobius teasing him about his alleged romantic feelings, I felt like that just kind of went out of tangent for a bit. It was something I hope wasn't going to happen, but it did happen. But I guess I'm not going to say that Mm. I dislike it entirely because they did kind of allude to the fact that it was as if Loki was falling in love with himself, which is a very Loki thing to do, a really narcissistic trait. But I've always thought that they were more suited to be each other's company in loneliness, not in romance. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I don't like (laughs) episode. I just don't like episode. No, because it it was supposed to build the romance with Loki and Sylvie, but I didn't even do that. (laughs) 
yeah it felt yeah. like more of a brother sister relationship yeah like, like like good friends like that yeah. like the only romance started coming in was like at the start of episode four when they were both sitting there that's when i i don't know but for me that's when it started to get romantic yeah <laughs> their relationship felt incredibly false to me mm. so that was one of the biggest things i just not entirely satisfied with I'll say that I think Tom Hiddleston really sells it. Like, I believe that this Loki loves mm. Sylvie, especially that scene, as you mentioned. I guess you could say the plot point was forced by that scene where he's like, is she alive? I was like, oh, wow, calm down, man. Ooh, I feel that. <laughs> that anger, just that raw emotion, I thought he completely just sold it. I guess I think... I want to save the bulk of this discussion for the positives, which I'm sure we have a lot to talk about. So I'm going to pass it off to Jang first. What did you absolutely love about this episode? Okay, um, like overall, like the pacing, I liked it a lot. The All the twists that happened in the episode was very, very good. Did not see any of it coming. Uh, Mobius is amazing. Yeah, like, I, I don't know why with Mobius, I just keep seeing Lightning McQueen talking. I just see a car talking. So like... <laughs> No, because every time it's like, oh, you like her. Oh, you're breaking my reality. Like, I was just Especially like, oh, this, this in this episode, because he was yeah. whispering a lot. And it was like, oh, God, it's Lightning McQueen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know why. It was so Lightning McQueen. Like, okay, yeah, but he's, he was amazing. Every time he says how, it sounds like, wow. So I'm taking that as yeah. well. <laughs> wow. <laughs> in this episode, with all the Mobius scenes, like when he, oh, yeah, spoiler. Yeah, when he dies. Like it's like I felt for him like he talked about the jet ski and everything. It was like oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I cried yeah, so, so much. Yeah, so that twist was amazing. Of course, like like Nick McQueen was amazing. Uh, yeah, and all the explanations that we got about Sylvie. Um, she's kind of a variant. Like no, yeah, she she is a variant, but they didn't say like how she's a variant. But uh, yeah, they they did explain a few things and uh, clear up a few things, and they showed the timekeepers. At, at first, I thought they were just going to show the timekeepers mm-hmm. but not actually interact with them but they did at the end which was another like twist for me I was like oh okay very good and the uh, humor was funny with the time loop everything <laughs> so yeah I really really liked this episode uh, everything was good very nice <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to tell Mel what did you absolutely I hope you can show the same enthusiasm <laughs> as Jang did <laughs> Oh, no, I completely agree with Jang in the fact that it was really unexpected. Um, to be frank, I actually thought Mobius was kind of sus <laughs> whenever um, Loki <laughs> mentioned anything about, oh, the TV is lying to you, blah, blah, blah. It's all because of the camera angles and the close-up to his expressions, the focus on his lips, his face. And I was like, was that a smirk? Was he smiling? I couldn't really tell. But at the end of the day, well, he isn't sus. Well, he just got pruned. And I genuinely screamed because I did not expect him to go. Um, hopefully, okay. he's not completely dead. But uh, he might just be completely dead at this point. I'm not too no. sure. But, <laughs> but I just felt that um, because episode three was lacking, in my opinion, of emotions, this episode did really well in regards to making us, you know, sit at the edge of our, our, our seat. I was about to say feet. <laughs> sit at the edge of our, our seat and cry and scream and just go, wait, what? No. So especially the part when 
well, they met the timekeepers and they weren't actually the timekeepers. They were just robots and that actually caught me off guard. I guess they ended this episode in a better note than last episode, in my opinion. So I enjoyed the pacing of this episode as well in regards to that sense. And I'll pass it over to Fez. Uh, we have two people who just love the episode. Will you be the third one? <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, I feel like mine is going to be the longest, so bear with me. I'm so sorry. I'd love to hear it. Um, I really, I'm so glad Mobius is back. I was so happy to see him. And I think like Mobius really shined this is in this episode because we got to see so many different sides of Mobius. He was so, we got to see him really uncertain. He feels betrayed both by the TVA and Loki. He feels lost. And I love that near his death, he had like a sense of adrenaline and finding and full of like life that he ha- wants to find a purpose and find a life outside the TVA. And I also love that he shows a lot of hopefulness, especially at this um, in the scene where he confessed to Loki saying he was right all along. Loki and Mobius relationship and and friendship really blossomed here and I love that they both really care for each other which is it's shown so much from the acting as well as uh, my highlight from that episode from Mobius is when he said you can be whoever you want even if it's someone good it's like he's being such a supportive friend saying to Loki you can change your destiny you don't have to stick a you don't have to be the god of mischief because you were born with it. You can be whoever you want. And I thought that was so well done. Again, the acting was amazing. Generally, not just from the main, not just from the main characters, but just also the side characters. The acting was very well done. And I feel like for me, Mobius just, most of the time Mobius steals the show whenever he's there, which is amazing. I also really love Tom Hiddleston's acting when he saw that Mobius is dead because you can see how heartbroken he is from his eyes and facial expression because Mobius treated him as like a friend and he didn't like downgrade him at all. Um, I thought this right this episode had brilliant writing. We get to see most of the characters had a lot of depth in this episode, from Sylvie to Loki to Mobius and even to B15 who where B15 was really like struggling and finding out who she is questioning her motives that was really good comedy I love the cell prison scene where Loki was getting really irritated I laughed so much at that I love the twist and I think this is one of the best episodes so far even in a Marvel TV shows where they had really good dialogue because there were so many quotes I picked up and I thought the dialogue was really good, especially from Mobius. And I'm going to shut up now because I spoke too much and passed it to Momo. No, actually, I agree with you with uh, the, the fact that Loki, um, Tom Hiddleston, acted mm. very well in this episode. Like, uh, especially, yeah. you know, the one that got me was when uh, Mobius died. Mm. It, usually, you, you know, he, you, you would look like disturbed or something, but he looked genuinely hurt by this. He was like, ooh. <laughs> he looked like, he looked like oh, oh. <laughs> he looked like it actually hurts. So I was like, oh, 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 that was good acting. <laughs> the beautiful thing with Tom Hiddleston's acting is that it's all in his eyes. You can yes. clearly see in his eyes. And that's something that I feel not a lot of actors can do or have, but that's just a special thing with Tom. And I genuinely enjoyed it. Like Jang said, when Mobius died, you could just see his eyes get all watery. No, even when the mention at the beginning of Sylvie and 
her, you know, and Mobius saying, oh, Sylvie's gone. You can actually see his eyes tear up. And even like, you know, it's not just Mobius saying in the dialogue, oh, you're tearing up. No, Tom was actually, actually showing it. And mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like even when he was walking out of the room after Mobius oh, died, yes. he was just staring like into the distance, like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, so I was like, oh yeah, you're emotion, actually right. His yeah. eyes really, really shows everything. Like even when he was worried about Sylvie, you know, he, he, his eyes got bigger. Mm, it's like, Wait, yes. what? <laughs> so yeah. Mama, um, what did you like echo, about this episode? Uh, nothing. I like episode totally much, much. <laughs> No, but basically, I'm going to echo a lot of your points. I hundred for me, I think you know, like every good piece of television shows, it's all about the payoff, right? And I think this episode answered all the questions set up in episode one, two, and I guess to some extent even three. The payoff was there. Everything that was answered was equally satisfying. So besides that, I agree with Fez. I think what stood out the most was probably the acting from everyone and I have the names of uh, we've mentioned Tom Hiddleston and I also would like to single out his voice yeah, with this show in particular I never realized his voice is really smooth I guess is the word soothing yeah you could read me bedtime stories and I like that uh, function no he did Alexa. you know he actually <laughs> did yeah he did he was on CBBC a, a kid's like UK Street, TV right? show yeah, the, yeah. yeah. Oh, back, back when I, I was Still studying for IGCSEs, I listened to a video of Tom reciting some at maps equations or whatnot, and that was just really you know good. What? I think I remember that now. Uh, and then someone <laughs> asked him about Thor or something, right? And he's like, he punches the kid or something, right? I'm thinking of the right thing. <laughs> or like he does well, something. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I remember that now, but yeah, the acting for Thor Hudson, I think all you Hiddle stands have uh, gone at length. <laughs> um, <laughs> Owen Wilson, as we've mentioned, he plays the conflict really well and yes. I haven't really seen much from Owen Wilson when it comes to emotional depth, you know, anger, kind of the pain, frustration. I've never seen that from him before, you know, because he's just yeah. been like the funny guy. In yeah. <laughs> and like, I also want to add, like, especially when he was confessing or when they were like, um, before he died, he was literally like trembling his breath. Mm. That was yeah. so powerful. I audibly gasped. Like, I didn't expect that. That was so shocking. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh God, I was like, damn. That was, they're not afraid. <laughs> I've, I've always said about these Marvel shows, I'm like, oh, these Marvel shows are genius because you don't even have to watch them. Like, you know, WandaVision, I've said, you don't really have to watch it. What's the other one? Falcon with the Soldier. But this one, they're actually real stakes here. So <laughs> that's <laughs> definitely to keep up. Uh, we've mentioned Hunter B15, I've got her name now, Wunmi Mon- Mosaku. Yes, um, I remember first said she didn't really feel it with, uh, with that scene in the rain, but I personally felt it. Just that line, show me, you know, just o- overwhelmed with emotions, just her trembling and, you know, wanting to know the answer and, you know, her, her saving the day at the end, uh, equally satisfying. She's an absolute highlight of the show, especially um, in the mm. first two episodes when, uh, she's kind of playing the comic relief against Loki. Now we truly get to see another side of her. I love that. Um, Sylvie herself, Sophia Di Martino, whether she has a lot of chemistry with uh, Tom Hiddleston, I don't know yet. But what she really plays well is the vulnerability, like that scene where uh, B15 meets her in that cell. Just how vulnerable she is at this point, having lost it all or thinking she's lost it all. I thought it was just really beautiful. And also the hurt that scene in the elevator with Vona when she asked for Vona like oh why'd you take me in yeah I don't remember you can just see her face full of 
you know, her whole life has just been taken away by this mysterious organization. And I really felt that. Uh, and also Gugu Mambatha Raw, who is also excellent in the morning show. I just wrote down she's deliciously devious as uh, Venslayer. And I also feel uh, I love her frustration also. She just wants to get rid of these variants at all costs. And obviously what sets what the character is going to do in the future is just, uh, you know, I can't wait to see who is she working for, whether it's Kang, whether she's working for someone else. So many questions, which I hope will be answered in episode five and episode six. And also a shout out, I don't think anyone mentioned this, the score is uh, absolutely oh, excellent. Yes. yes, I was just about to mention that after. <laughs> so a shout out to Natalie Holt. I just love that light motif. It goes, tong, 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 tong. That's exactly um, how it went, Momo, for sure. (laughs) You got it spot on. So yeah, uh, the Asgardian team, the very haunting, like "Mm," the Nordic vibes. Absolutely love it, love it, love it, love it. This show is firing on all cylinders. And also like Jang said, when you actually meet the timekeepers, uh, I just love their voice, you know. They look weird. Yeah, one guy looked like Squidward with the... Tentacle mouth. Yeah, did you guys also see the meme that one of them looks like the Lorax? No, no. Oh, yeah, that guy. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> you are in no position to bother. <laughs> I, I have to admit, I actually couldn't tell what they were saying because their voices <laughs> were just so low and reverb. I was like, wait, I don't have what is going on. Yeah, it really went a long way to sell that. I, I did not expect them all to be fake because their Same. voices was just Same. trembling and booming all over the sound. I was like, oh, wow, this is real. So I did not expect that at all. And does anyone, that's all I have for, I, I mean, we could probably go on and on about positives, but one more thing, uh, as you mentioned, you know, killing off Loki. <laughs> I mean, this is, I wrote this out, this is the fourth time he's died. And I, I still was like, before the end credits, I was like, huh? Wow, they, well, so I am. They never said this was Tom Hiddleston's Loki. And, this was just Loki. So I was just like, huh. so this might Lady Loki might just be the new star of the show. They really killed off Tom. Then I went on Twitter oh. and I saw end credit scene. I was like, oh, okay, continue. And then of course that end credit scene. I love my boy Richard E. Grant. Uh, <laughs> he was the only, I guess, good part. No, he wasn't, but he was pretty good in Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. I'm gonna assume some of you don't know who's Richard E. Grant. Who He's the he guy. That the older guy. guy. Who did he play in Star Wars? In Star Wars, uh, General Pride, the guy who shoots Hux in the ninth movie. Oh, the only okay. general, the okay. only general with a brain. But yeah, I just love that <laughs> post credit, <laughs> credit scene where he's just wearing that ridiculous getup. But he he sells it. Speaking of Star Wars, the timekeepers when we first went into the room, they looked like they were in Star Wars for some reason. Like I don't know, like the whole lighting and everything. But I thought that was just a funny I note. Very, yeah. And the fight scene reminded me of The Last Jedi. I think, yeah. You know, where yeah, the, um, yeah, when Kylo Rey and Ren. Kylo Ren were fighting together in Last Jedi, right? And yeah, and both relationships, uh, Lady Loki and or Sylvie, I should say, and uh, Loki as well as Rey and Kylo, I think are haram. So <laughs> I'm not haram. <laughs> one is uh, selfless. I think I just made a word selfless. <laughs> The other one is, in my view, quite toxic anyway, but... I guess we could end this segment with a quote that stands out, I guess, in the words of Loki. Loki's may lose, sometimes painfully, but they don't die. They survive. Survive, yes. (laughs) Not the Loki who just blew up in space. Not that one. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm I'm pretty sure we're gonna talk a lot about what's gonna happen in the fifth and sixth episode. Lady Sif. I love seeing disappeared in Thor three Avengers movies. It's nice to see her again, and I think she's gonna have a role in Thor four. Does anyone have any thoughts on any specific characters about Loki's growing vulnerability, his self realization, or more importantly, I think Mel alluded to this. She's not a fan of Sylvie and Loki because I mean I always thought it was a brother sister kind of thing, but you know. Um, how do you guys think this relationship will progress? Does he actually love, and well, we know he loves Sylvie, but do you think Sylvie is going to reciprocate those feelings? Is she just going to be like, this is wrong. I'll do it in my best British action. This is wrong, Mike. <laughs> <Nailed Yoanka>. it. <laughs> if it ends up being a sisterly, brotherly kind of love, I wouldn't have minded it so much, I guess. Yeah. But romantic, romantic, I can't sense it. I mean, I've mentioned this before. I just, I'm not feeling the romance. I can feel the physical attraction, though. Mm. Um, especially in episode three, when we had that dark silhouette shot of her hands around his neck when she tried to enchant him. So yeah, I felt like there was some sort of physical attraction. I mean, this is Loki too, Loki. I mean, he's a narcissist, <laughs> so it has to be some sort of attraction to a certain extent. But. Romantic because oh I love her like as a girlfriend kind of thing ah oh, I I just can't like I I really can't feel it the future episodes might prove me wrong who knows but as of now not an ideal route for um for them to go through with in my opinion yeah I agree with Mel because like I like I think it has to do because of the third bloody episode. Exactly. Bloody, yeah, exactly right. Like the third bloody episode made it look like they were having a brother sister relationship, and exactly. Yeah, but to be honest, I really did like the scenes where they were together in the fourth episode, like when mm. Sylvie was like talking to Loki before they thought they were gonna die, and at the end, I felt like the connection was there. You can tell they really loved each other. But yeah, see, that's the thing. I'm like, I'm kind of lost. I'm like really mixed with whether they will be together romantically or they'll just have a sister brother relationship because I feel like maybe they haven't interacted yet enough or not enough so that we can see it as a romantic relationship. What like what Mel said, but I'm also like. I'm on the edge. I'm very unsure right now. It's like no, because now like they're trying to make it romantic, but it mm-hmm. does, it, it just doesn't feel right because the last episode was like normal relationship, yeah. and then now now only if they were hinting at it in the third episode or or actually showing it in the third episode, then mm-hmm. yeah, okay, it might make more sense now. But agreed because of the third episode, like they. I mean, I'm gonna grow up to be like I don't know in my retirement home, and I'm still gonna tell like grandkids and stuff. The third episode was not necessary. <laughs> now let's move on to. Can we get a drum roll, please? Your legs. <laughs> oh, <that's good. laughs> That was really good. I have three questions I'd like to pose to everyone, and I'm gonna pass it to each person. And if anyone has anything else to chime in, please do so. So I'm gonna give the first question to Pez. I don't think it was actually romance that caused the nexus event, but it might might be. So Pez, I'm just gonna ask you, why did they cause a nexus? Like not even a nexus event, a super duper nexus event. Oh. Uh, was it self cess? Was it Sweet Home Alabama? <laughs> or was it something else? <laughs> actually confused too because like when I was watching it and they said because like nothing happened right and when they apparently touched hands that caused a nexus event I was very 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 lost too like how did they know that 
when they're together, they will cross the... Like, I just, I don't understand that. The one thing I remember was that Sylvie did say something about how she wasn't meant to exist. Um, I didn't actually oh. write the quote down. Oh, God, I should have written the quote down. She said something about how she, did, she wasn't meant to exist and she should have, you know, and that's why she's been running away, etc. So I think that the fact that she and Loki kind of made like a connection that was not supposed to happen. I think there is something dangerous about, I don't know, about more than one Loki oh. ganging up together and forming a Sweet. connection like a, oh. a whole... Like have a Loki army, it's probably something that the the TVA does not want. <laughs> I don't know, and maybe that's why they took her away from Asgard, because uh, there'll be more than one Loki there, because Loki's yeah. already like that. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I was thinking along the lines of, you know, maybe these Lokis are changing from what Lokis are supposed to be. That's why it's causing such a huge divergence. I have no idea. But does anyone else want to take a guess as to why they caused the super duper nexus event? No, no, no. That's why. Oh. How they could technically like get married and have children, and it won't matter. <laughs> it won't matter because they're gonna die. They're gonna die either way. They could, yeah, there's literally nothing they can do. Yeah. How how could there be a super duper nexus event when it's right before an apocalypse? Because didn't they mention that anything that occurs before a, an apocalyptic the, the, event doesn't something matter? Did, yes. Something did. Oh happen. my god! Yes. But oh now god, yeah. Jang has. No. Right. I just realized he, yeah. why didn't they just leave them to die yeah yeah it could anything they could just kill each other and they kill the they could do anything they want it <laughs> yeah. literally shouldn't matter that's why I don't understand yeah. the, the, how they found them yeah, I wish that they had a better way to do it that's but like, a good okay. explanation there but no like why, said, why you're right why didn't well. they should have just they should just open the door and be like oh wait a moon's about to come here and kill them so if we just leave they're gonna die here yeah, yeah. See, they're going through all of that trouble to prune them, etc. If you just left them there, they're dead. It's done. Yeah. Like your problem is done, guys. Oh guys, yeah, I think easy. we discovered a plot hole, y'all. <laughs> no, but like I, I think that no, no, and that's the thing that they closed it up too. They didn't say like, oh, I don't know what caused the nexus event. It's like, uh, what is that? Mobius just said, oh, it was your romance that created the nexus event. Ah, that's it. And so they, they kind of just passed that off as the explanation. Mm. That I think they're, they're gonna come like, back. They're gonna come back to that, I think. I don't think they'll come back. I probably think so, or maybe just yeah. on levels of haram were too high. <laughs> oh. Haram levels the next level, so they cannot eat coin. No, but still, like, yeah, yeah. I hope they they come back to it because it doesn't make sense. <laughs> so, uh, Jang, our resident writer, I'm gonna pose this question to you: Who's actually behind the TVA? Now that we know the timekeepers are just androids, who is it, Casey? We, we not enough information. <laughs> we really don't have any... Like, no, that's the thing with this episode. I They've answered so many questions and so many things happen that I'm not as eager to know. I, I don't need to know. I, I'm, I'm okay. want to know. Oh, really? That's I know, like, I, like, I'm like, okay, I will know next week if it's okay. But like, <laughs> with, with like uh, episode three, I was like, what? I had nothing. I got nothing from this. So like at least this one, they were like, okay, this happened, this happened. Uh, Mobius died, Loki died. And then uh, Sylvie is actually, they took her from, okay, okay, I got some information. Like some things to process. So like when they were just like, uh, who, if it's not the timekeepers, then who is it? Well, if if I had to guess, I'll say it's just, I think it's going to be Kang the Conqueror. I just think. I, I, and there's no evidence to support it, but that's just the general idea. Like I say, not enough information, but. Yeah, I don't really like. I'm okay lah. Yeah, I'll, I'll find out next week. <laughs> the operating theory, because 
does I'm gonna pose another question. Do you guys think Renslayer seems a bit scared of the real person behind the curtain? What do you guys think? Because uh, the operating theory is, you know, she's working with Kang. She's a lover of Kang. Blah blah blah. So who's the dominant one in that relationship? Probably Kang. You know, forcing Kang. her to do this Kang. and that. But yeah i was yeah. just thinking kang yeah okay well. the uh, another question i have is like why was sylvie a nexus event when she was what well, no like why did she why did it take her when she was a toddler like yeah that's what she, i she, yeah that's yeah. the question that sylvie herself has it's just never answered but i was gonna say like that was the thing i didn't like about the episode which i mentioned earlier was that like why didn't they say why sylvie was taken in at a young age and then in the elevator when renova was like Oh, I don't remember. I'm like, that's just such a cop-out way. You know what I mean? I, they're probably I think they will bring it back next episode. Yeah, it's definitely not, it's too unsatisfying because to not... They ended it know. with a Sylvie versus um, Ramona scene, right? So I think we will get it answered next episode, perhaps. Yeah, but why didn't they kill her, like, when, when she was born? Like, you, you know, when she's born, she's not a boy. So she's not a boy, Loki, so... Wrong already, kill her. But then why, why do they wait until she's a toddler and then like, okay, hello. No, she probably <laughs> like, messed up she was, when she was playing the toys, I guess. She did oh. something off. That's kind of like Yeah, the but the fact that she exists is off already. The fact no, that no, she's no, a doesn't, girl it doesn't. No, 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 no. It doesn't <gasps> matter. There can be multiple, there can be like a hundred uh, timelines. Problem is they just can't intersect with each other. So like it can be a thousand parallel lines for all they care, but like there's only one sacred timeline. Do I get everything? No, but I think um it, it, there can exist a billion different variations of Loki. They just can't intersect or that red line just oh. can't touch. So that's what I think. That's interesting. So like one sacred timeline is like this timeline is the best, the real. Everything else can exist in a multiverse, I guess. But see, yeah. Oh. That's what I always assumed. They just can't intersect. That's what I always right. I think So you're saying there's more than one timeline. Like, there's multiple timelines, but the sacred timeline is the main one that we're listening to. So there could be like... Yeah, yeah. so there could be infinite other timelines, but as long as they don't... Huh? They don't touch they don't each other. They don't, they don't branch out and start touching each other. That's why there was a multiversal war. So now everything just has to go straight. Nothing. So then doesn't the TVA need to make sure that the other timelines also don't start branching? But everything oh, we that, know about the TVA, with Sylvie, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But everything we know about the TVA has been a kind of that video. I guess was just a lie up to this point. The lies. They <laughs> if tell anything, themselves. if anything, the TVA tells more lies than Loki. But Mel, uh, I have a question for you. What's oh dear, no pressure. <laughs> will determine your great point average. Now, will Loki get out of that purgatory? What do you think? It all man, and will he reunite with Mobius on a jet ski? Um, so we're basically going to see Avengers Assemble, but this time it's Loki Assemble. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> and um, I'm very curious to see um, what the other Lokis, I mean, like, I'm like, what? There's more, like, I am, I, I'm tongue-tied. I'm, I just don't know what to say or project from here on out. It was already, like, a shock to see at the beginning of the show that there's Sylvie, another Loki, and then now you have, like, three more in the screen in the post credit scene and then we're going to see possibly even more Lokis so I am very genuinely curious about that. I feel like they're all just going to somehow find a way to make their way back to the TVA and then save Sylvie or gang up with Sylvie, defeat Ramona and then oh, I don't know and then the timekeepers will be there and then they fight them or something. I don't know. 
can I just um, say also like you know yeah. when um uh at the uh, in the middle of the episode movie is just like I had enough with Loki's already dealing with them it's so strenuous and we find out later that Mobius and Loki are not dead. They're like in a, another island. I can't wait for Mobius to interact with like 10 million Lokis because he's already had enough with two. <laughs> he's just going to have like a migraine dealing with an army of Lokis, which is good luck to him. I'm not even that excited yeah. to see him meet the other Lokis. I'm excited to see what other variants of Mobius exist. I want to see. Oh, that'll be so uh, fun. I don't. I, mm-hmm. Wait, actually, Disney owns Pixar and Marvel. Oh yeah, so for all we know, yeah. I'm, I'm Lightning gonna McQueen. <laughs> I'm gonna bet a thousand ringgit we are going to have a Lightning McQueen Easter egg, uh, whether it actually be a red Pixar car show up or like something in the background. I'm 99. If Loki's an alligator, I'm pretty sure Mobius can be a car. I'm just saying. I, I would. I would love to see like a car smash into a timekeeper's and and it says like ka-chow. Yes. <laughs> and it is wow. <laughs> I have questions I want to ask you guys actually only one question so like I want just curious to hear your opinion like where do you guys think Loki and Mobius end up after they were pruned because I think because like looking at the background I watched the episode twice it looked like a like a rundown New York because I could see the Avengers Tower like disintegrated when they would show the other three Loki's. So what? I don't I didn't see oh, that really? at all. Oh it it was yeah if you watch it again oh on the right hand side. Yeah with, yeah it's there. It's the, yeah Jan got my back again. Yeah I'm just really curious like where do you guys think Loki and Mobius ended you up are in? right back in 2012 <laughs> like when wow. they failed oh, you're right I'm Jen, sure yeah Jen got my back all the time and I'll have so this no this one of the first things I did because like you know like I like I, I'm, I'm weird that way I, I just break down the really comp- like the shots with a lot of stuff in the back so that was one of the shots with the most stuff in the back so the first thing I did was google the end credit scene, I was just like, what's behind? And I was like, oh, Avengers Tower. And I was like, oh, that's Would all I got. Would this be like an alternate <laughs> universe where if the Avengers failed and the Lokis managed to actually take over New York? No, that's so why, uh, I think like after you get pruned, right, you just, you're, you're just on a place with a bunch of other variants of yourself, is it? That's cool. <laughs> that could I'd be. love to get pruned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then you'll just be stuck with a bunch of males. Yeah. <laughs> One million males. Oh. So, yeah, so then there'll be, like, a lot of Mobius and... So, no, but I'm really interested, like, where does... Where do you go when you're pruned? Because, like, other people also get pruned. They just end up in a place with versions of themselves. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's probably... You're probably right. But I think, because Avengers Tower, when I'm thinking of Avengers Tower, where did Loki have his biggest failure in a string of failures... I guess it would be that point in the first oh. Avengers where he he basically fails in his evasion of us. So I think that has something to do with it. I don't know what, but yeah, perhaps. But I never, I did not spot the Avengers Tower. Cool, thanks, Fez. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, no wow. problem. I got thank God I had Jang behind me. Or else yeah, I like, thought I was, I was imagining. Like, yes. <laughs> I was just there, like yes, yes, I know the tower. I saw it. Yes. <laughs> That about wraps oh. it up. For the, unless you have anything to add, please do. Yeah, uh, the another thing that Mobius said was uh, we brought in Kree, Titans, vampires, and the, so um, there's vampires. 
god. Excited to see Robert yeah. Pattinson show up as the Twilight. That will be really nice. Uh, I guess I uh, I... we should also kind of just mention, I love how we had um, Sif appear. Yes. Um, cameo. I was, that, I did not expect that, but I was very satisfied, very pleased. It's been a while. <laughs> Why... Why does Mobius and Ravona have a name while the others are B15, C20? Like uh, hunters, I think. Yeah. Mm, like we had the fish hunter. guy. His name was Casey. Casey. Also, that means Casey like... saw a fish in his past life and just forgot. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm just past past life. <laughs> So, would, what... would Mobius be a jet ski in his past life? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just I think a... so. Because he didn't say it, but I have Ka-chow. no idea. Uh, so, so, so it's, it's uh, hunters which have numbers and then everyone else has a name. That's quite sad. I think when they become like, yeah, when they rise up the ranks, they'll get a name mm. for themselves. Yeah. I think it's literally like symbolism to show that they're literally slave to the system. Ooh, that's some good symbolism, Mel. Something <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we did last week for the first time was give numerical ratings to the episode so i'm gonna start off with let's go with jang first what would you rate let's this go, episode jang. Out of yes 10? go jang wait, wait, go out, of, out of 10 right Not no two uh... <laughs> 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 no i was calculating you said two then i recalculated my brain i was like wait what two doesn't make sense <laughs> okay okay then uh I, i'll give it uh uh ooh, 8.59 like 8.59 8.5 la 8.5 8.5. Specific. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, because I always leave out like 10, like like, like the best rating. I always leave it out for like and it's something that really blows me away. Like next, next level. So the mm-hmm. like yeah, this is really pretty good. Nah, very good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. So Mel, can you top that rating higher? Lower, where will you go? Uh-huh. I would probably give it an eight. Point uh six seven. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Why not 8.679? With all these decimals. <laughs> really pleased with it. And um, yeah, like Jang, I'm saving the higher ratings because I we still have a few episodes left to go and I'm I'm saving it for like if they manage to top this one. But I'm generally really happy with this episode. Yep. How about and you, Fez? I'm going to go all out. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. I think it's a massive, massive comeback after last week's episode. I feel like personally, this episode had the strongest writing. The acting from everyone is phenomenal. It kept me on edge. I want I am kind of like Jang now. I want more. I I really am so eager to find out what the hell is happening. Like I want the next episode now. And yeah, I was really satisfied. I loved it a lot. Nine out of ten. What about you, Momo? I'm very curious about your rating. I'm gonna, Last but uh, not least. I don't think we've ever had people give the same ranking on this show for the, for the past two episodes, which isn't saying much. But I'm going to give this episode a, a tree squared. Stop. Sorry, my math is horrible. Square, nine, nine. Oh, nine, nine. Oh my god, so well, I can't do maths. Oh, yeah, yeah, same, as, uh, same as me. High five. I'm just going to echo whatever Fez said. It's the show firing on all cylinders. The best. It's not afraid to get kooky. Um, the action is great. The acting is great. Direction is strong. Maybe the action uh, is a bit off, but other than that, 
this is a strong, strong, strong um, uh, penultimate, not really penultimate, but yes, nearing the end of the season. We only have two episodes left, so I guess that about wraps it up for today. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to another episode of What You Think, whether it be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube. Please do do us a favor and share it with your friends if they're interested in listening and um, rate us and like us as well. Um, that will help us go a really long way. Follow our social medias as well. We do have Instagram and we do not have Twitter, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> we said we'd set that up, but I don't think we have yet. But that will probably be in the near future or so. And we'll stick around for next week's episode where we will react. Sorry, not react. <laughs> where we will discuss episode five of Loki. Until then, this was Mel. Buzz, Momo, and Jang. <laughs> and we'll see you all on the next episode of What Do You Think? Episode 5. Ciao! Thank you, guys. Yay. Bye! Bye!